feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. News, WABC. And tonight, uh, some very sad news, breaking news coming, where six people were killed and another wounded on Friday after a gunman went on a rampage through a rural Mississippi town targeting both relatives and strangers. Again, six people killed, another wounded. The suspect is believed to have acted alone and was arrested following the carnage that spanned at least four different scenes. It began when the shooter pulled into a parking lot of a local gas station in Mississippi. He fired into the car next to him, killing the driver. Then he ran into the store before fleeing the station and drove right to his ex-wife's home nearby, killed her, physically struck her fiancé, and then he went to a neighbor's home and killed two people inside there. Authorities say that the gunman was eventually arrested after a sheriff's deputy spotted a vehicle fitting the description of the suspect's car, leading to a brief chase. He eventually pulled into the driveway of his own home, where he was apprehended again. Very sad news coming out of Mississippi, where a gunman kills six people, including his ex-wife. And as we get any more details, we will bring that to you here on The Rita Cosby Show. Well, we are talking about so many things tonight, and especially so many questions surrounding the balloon incident. But first, a lot of comments coming from Kamala Harris. The vice president is over at a conference in Munich. And over there, she basically gave a full-fledged sort of interview, one of the first that she's done in quite some time, with NBC News. This is with Andrea Mitchell. And she was asked, look at the bad poll numbers that you and President Biden have. Look at the dwindling numbers and so many of the problems that are happening in this country, whether it's the train derailment or whether it is the balloon issue, just so many issues. Do you plan to indeed run? Will we see Biden and you on a ticket for 2024? And listen to the way Kamala Harris answered the question. You obviously ran for president in 2020. You want to be president? Do you still want to be president someday? Joe Biden intends, has said he intends to run for re-election as president, and I intend to run with him as vice president of the United States. Boy, is that parsing words. He intends to run. In other words, he, she's not saying he's definitely running. And she said, and I intend to run with him. In other words, I'm not sure if he's going to pick me even if he does run. I guess I can't say I you know, blame either one of them based on the situation, but it didn't sound like it's a foregone conclusion. That was a very coached answer. So we're going to talk about that later on here on the Rita Cosby Show. Your thoughts about her answer and if you actually think that they will run again, if Kamala Harris would be on the ticket, if Joe Biden's even up to the task. Uh, his doctor says he's vigorous and healthy, spry as a chicken, Basically could be a quarterback in the NFL if you listen to the doctor. I think the doctor is like a Dr. Quack or a Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> Just looking at him, you think the guy is spry and vigorous? Uh, somehow they left out the mental test. They did not do any mental acuity tests. So I'm not surprised on that. 
Uh, so we're going to get to that later on in the hour as well. But first, so much fallout over the Chinese spy balloon and also the takedown of those three other balloons. We're getting word tonight that the Canadian government is calling off the recovery efforts in Lake Huron and in the Yukon Mountains. Uh, that So we may never know, basically, what those three objects are. Remember, the first they got down the spy balloon. And then a few days later, remember, then there were these other balloons that got shot out of the sky. And even this week, President Biden said, you know, we don't really quite know what they are, but they may have been civil aviation. They may have been private balloons. They may have been a kid's balloon, for all we know. He said it didn't look like it was from China. It didn't look like it was from the U.S. government. So many questions. And now a number of search groups have basically called off the recovery efforts of those items. So we may never be able to find them. They did a search. They couldn't find basically any pieces on these, just very small little parts, if anything. And they did find the Chinese spy balloon, at least quite a bit of that. So that's the good news. But on these other three, it just sounds like it is one big old bust. And in fact, we are getting more details that this group, this is the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade, says it is missing its $12 balloon. It is a silver party-style balloon, sort of shaped like a cylindrical shape. And they said they lost track of it near Alaska, that it basically went MIA. And there's a good chance that one of the balloons that was shot down by a $439,000 Sidewinder missile by the U.S. military. And remember, they missed on the first one, so they had to fire another one. So they may have spent well over a million bucks on what could be a Hobby Lobby $12 balloon. This, to me, is astounding. So what does this say to you about our president and about the White House, that here we are tonight, guys, and they still won't even admit they made a mistake. They still won't say, boy, was that really stupid? Or like, gosh, I, I can't believe we blew at least a million bucks on uh, potentially a kid's balloon. You know, it's a it's a hobby. It's an enthusiast group, but it's a small balloon that they say is about 12 bucks. It's called a Pico balloon. And again, it's shaped just like the item that they described. Because remember, they said these three items, we didn't know what they were. And they're cylindrical. They're silver. Uh, they looked, we weren't sure they were unmanned. Wait a minute. You send F-22s and F-16s going along these items. And you get right near it. Because it's not like that was a threat. It's like a little balloon that's just kind of hovering. You spend time looking at it. You still don't know what it is. And then you take it out and you're going to spend over a million bucks basically on this one balloon. I would be so embarrassed if at this point that it basically is a potentially Hobby Lobby balloon. And it sounds very much like it is. This enthusiast group is speaking out and saying, we really think there's a good chance it is our balloon because it went MIA exactly in that area right around that time. We haven't seen it. It was drifting, and then again, they describe it exactly like they described these items. They said, oh, God, you know, it could be this big threat that's cylindrical and gray. Well, it sounds like it was the Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade's cylindrical balloon that was 12 bucks. And if that doesn't put egg on the face of this administration, I don't know what does.
It is so astounding. So, of course, today there were briefings at the White House. There were lots of questions. And take a listen to this. First off, John Kirby, I feel bad for him, a former national security official. Here he is at the White House today. They put him out because, boy, can you imagine Corinne Jean-Pierre dealing with this? She can't even deal with it when the facts are easy. This one is like a real doozy that you real look like a real Dumbo that you took down this balloon. And this is what John Kirby had to say when he was asked if that balloon may have been a $12 Hobby Lobby enthusiast balloon. Have you seen a story in Aviation Week that uh, an Illinois Hobby Club feels like... um their balloon might have been a candidate for, for the balloon shot yeah, a week seen ago. Any response to that? Because it's very particular location in the last set of data that they got. Yeah, we just can't confirm uh, those reports or, or uh, uh, what what the remains of that balloon might actually end up being. And uh, we haven't recovered it, so it's very difficult till you can get your hands on something uh, to be able to tell. And, and because of where it is uh, over Lake Huron, I mean, we all have to accept the possibility that we may not be able to recover. They're probably hoping it never gets recovered because if it says on the outside of it, uh, the Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade, uh, boy, are they going to look stupid. They're probably like, I'll call off the search and let's hope that somebody thinks maybe it was more serious than a uh, kid's balloon. This to me is astounding. And so that, I think, is one of the biggest problems with this administration. They fail to ever admit that they have a problem. They fail to ever say that maybe they did something wrong or maybe they should have done something better. And so, in fact, John Kirby, again, during the briefing, is asked, basically, do you think you would have done the same thing again? I mean, in hindsight, uh, boy, it doesn't look like these three balloons were a threat. We do believe, of course, the Chinese spy balloon was. But these three balloons we don't believe was a threat You know, we also think you overreacted because you so underreacted on the Chinese spy balloon. Remember, it went across the country and it went to all those secret sites. It went over Montana and Omaha. And we're looking at some of our nuclear, you know, technology and our ICBMs and all that. Right. So they definitely overreacted to compensate for a big delay and a big mistake that not going after that Chinese balloon right away. They let it hover. We know that they let it hover as soon as it left China. They saw it apparently now. That was weeks. Then they spent thousands of miles going through the ocean. And then there it is in Alaska. They don't take it down. Then they don't take it down. When it goes to Montana, they let it go across the country. And then they decide after it's done all of its surveillance and send it all back to China, well, maybe now we will take it down. So they took that down. But now they, you, you know, they won't even admit that they overreacted on this other one. I mean, how could you not say that maybe we really jumped the gun by just shooting anything out of the sky? And what are now basically the ground rules for shooting items? What are the shoot-down policies now of this country? Anything that's a, a little balloon, even if it came from like a parade, that they're going to start shooting it down? So here is John Kirby asked if he would do the same thing again. And and listen to this answer. Knowing everything he knows now, would he take the exact same steps and shoot off these expensive missiles at these benign objects? We're going to put some more policy parameters in place, James, to govern the way we handle these going forward. You make the best decisions you can with the information you have at the recommendation of military leaders. I can't say it any more than that. I mean, that's ridiculous. The recommendation of military leaders, first of all, Those military leaders should actually 
get called into a hearing. There should be a hearing where they say, what did you see? Did you, how close did you get to this item? And aren't you thoroughly embarrassed? Did you tell the president maybe we shouldn't take it down, that it could be, uh, you know, the, the big boy balloon brigades? You know, that maybe it's not a smart idea to spend at least a million bucks plus. That doesn't even include the flying up there and all the other things. I mean, just think about the expense and the panic and all these issues over something. We look like a bunch of morons. This president has made us look so stupid. And you think about how China is looking at this. They are clearly laughing to the core. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Kenny on line one. Kenny, your thoughts about this? Rita, how are you doing? How are you? I'm doing great, Kenny. I hope you are on this Friday night. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Listen, if this is true, listen to me very clearly. You and all your me, all Republicans, all conservatives, anyone who is against the left, if this is true, did you tell me train military pilots, train military pilots under this administration of, of Biden can't tell a $12 balloon? Okay, you guys, the Republicans should rip them forever on this. You should never let this go. You know how much money. By, by the way, by the way, Kenny, is? Kenny, I hope you know I'm an independent, actually. But but your point is actually a really good one because you're right. The military clearly had to go by and see it and and make some assessment that it was worthy of being taken down. And so they clearly provided that information to the president and whatever they said or didn't say, uh, then he decided to take it down. But you're right. There's a lot of egg on the face of this military. I mean, I'd love to know what did they say or did they say, look, there's a chance it could be something really innocuous and really small and the president said, we'll take it down anyway. I mean, I mean, you're right. We don't know what was said. But if the military heavily suggested taking this out, uh, boy, uh, they need to have more carrots because they need better glasses. Your thoughts, Kenny? So this is the other thing I wanted to say. Like I said, anybody, if this is true, this is so embarrassing. You should never let them. Because how can trained pilots not know? But the other question the media is not asking, them, why aren't they showing us the video of these three um Balloons they shot down. They showed us the first Chinese one right away, and they're not showing. No media people are, are, are getting on them. They should be showing us these videos, and they're not mentioning this at all. That's a great point, uh, because at first they were asking for it, but it sort of faded, I think, based on all the hoopla that it now may be Bob's balloon. But you're right. There's got to be some sort of video somewhere uh, from these you know, jets that took it down and sent the missile. Remember, they sent this Sidewinder missile. Um, you are 1,000% correct. We all deserve to see that video. And, uh, again, do we see the words, you know, Illinois, uh, you know, bottle cap balloon brigade on the side of the balloon? And and to me it is astounding, Kenny, because you are so right that what made the military decide that this could be a potential threat? I mean, that, the fact that our military, the best in the world— uh, the most sophisticated weaponry in the world, the best finance in the world. You are telling me that our military can't tell the difference. And then the president still decides also to shoot it down. So what did they say? What did they see? Let's see it for ourselves, too, on the video. And then what do they relate to the president that made him say, yeah, take the shot? You know, I mean, maybe they're, maybe we're missing something in translation. 
Uh, but boy, this is pathetic all the way around. Great points. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. After the break, one 800 Do you agree with Kenny that our military also needs to get called on the carpet on this one? Or were they saying, Mr. President, this is Bob's balloon. We don't think you should take it down. And he still said, go for it anyway. You don't know. We need to find out. one 800 It's the Rita Cosby Show. And if you are flying in a hot air balloon, I suggest you don't fly anywhere in U.S. territory. Biden might take you out. I mean, look at the way this has been handled. And now there's a very good chance, as we're getting more details tonight, uh, that this group, this Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade, is saying there's a very good chance that one of their balloons was one of those three items that was taken out by a missile that cost $439,000. That was the cost to pop a $12 balloon near Alaska. What a joke. And this is Nikki Haley, uh, her reaction to the way the Biden administration has handled this crisis and also the Chinese balloon. Sit there and look to the sky and have a Chinese spy balloon looking back at us is a national embarrassment. The problem is that we have to start treating China like they deserve to be treated. And Biden is asleep at the wheel. Yeah, he is definitely asleep at the wheel. And who made the call? Kenny just made a great point in terms of is the military, were they looking at this and were they going, you know, my gosh, um, what is going on? What is flying nearby? What are we seeing? And what did they tell the Biden administration? I mean, they have to definitely have seen something that made them think there's something suspicious. Hopefully now it's not the criteria where anything that flies into U.S. airspace is going to be taken out. I mean, that is a sad state of affairs if they couldn't make the differentiation. And guess what? What a surprise that now they've called off the search for most of these three balloons. Uh, that's really, isn't that interesting? So maybe they'll never get the remnants and would hopefully make us think in their minds that maybe it was more than Bob's balloon. They're probably like, could you please get rid of that? We'll pay you a million bucks. You can just see it now. one 800 Let's go to Ben. Line two. Ben, your thoughts about this. This is really a doozy. Yeah, yeah, Rita. Um, thank you, call screener, for um, uh, taking my call. You're so gracious. <laughs> I can't. I don't know if I've ever been rejected from a call, but I, this one I had to really, you know, um, uh, how do you say, uh, figure something out. And the thing was that, you know, whether what are the um, how do you say um, uh, options of being a hot air balloonist these days? You know, you figure you uh, go too high, you may get shot down, especially if, you know, you're not going out like in a group of 10 or 20. And if you have like a uh, uh, like instead of like a a multicolored um, balloon, if you just, you know, you're poor and you just have a white balloon and, you know, you may get shot down. Or say you want something like really kind of shiny, like a nice silver one, you know, Uh, like you're right. You know, it's amazing, though, Ben, it is really scary to think I would be scared, like being up in a hot air balloon, especially near like, uh, you know, like Huron or Alaska. 
the way these guys are going, they're shooting everything in sight. Uh, boy, is that a scary thing. We're going to continue with your calls after the break, everybody. It's the Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, where we honor our great law enforcement and their families, a powerful story coming from Buffalo, New York, where officers there with the police department in Buffalo are being credited with saving a woman who had fallen into the Black Rock Canal. The woman was in waist-deep water in the canal, holding onto the arm of her husband, keeping her afloat. Officers were able to pull her out of the water and across the ice to safety. The Buffalo Police Commissioner said this is a situation where someone walked out onto the ice. The winter season has been very mild and there's not a lot of ice out there. All the ice should be considered not safe. He also brought up the point uh, that the day before was a very nice day. And at the time when this happened, there were a lot of people down at the park taking a walk along the waterway and were able to spot her. This is a situation that could have turned very tragic, if not for passersby and also the officers with the great Buffalo Police Department who responded quickly and saved the woman's life. And that's why we always love doing Back the Blue here on the Rita Cosby Show, highlighting our great men and women in blue. Well, we are talking about the spy balloon and the fact now that the White House still refuses to say that they made any mistakes. They also refuse to say that they were slow on the Chinese spy balloon after it got all the surveillance all over the United States. Then they shoot it down off the coast of South Carolina. But the other ones, remember now, and it could be even a hobby enthusiast balloon. Uh, there's three of them that were shot down, and potentially all of them could just be innocuous, just regular balloons that happen to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And they happen to spend millions of dollars taking them all out. And made big mistakes, potentially. And so John Kirby today was at the White House and he was asked, wasn't this an overreaction? Maybe wasn't it a little heavy handed to go after just these three balloons, which may have been part of the Illinois bottle cap balloon brigade? Listen to this exchange. But but quick following on the president said yesterday, he stood by it, that that it was out of an abundance of caution. But an anecdote like this, does it make any sort of reconsideration of perhaps this was an overreaction at any point over the past week? So I'd ask you to, just for a second, put yourself in his shoes, certainly in light of the Chinese spy balloon and uh, what was a a very real, certainly very sizable um, and tangible security threat, surveillance threat to the United States in the wake of that. So uh, the military fine-tunes their radar parameters to see more, and of course they're finding more. And you got these three, and uh, they're unidentified. They're not responding to any kind of communication, so we don't know who owns them or what their purpose is. Um, you know, and they're flying in, in sovereign U- U.S. airspace. Um, they're also at altitudes that could affect the the safety of civilian air traffic, and based on the flight path and the prevailing winds, potentially moving over sensitive military sites. And the military leaders come to you and they say, Mr. President, we don't know what these are. Uh, We're concerned about what they could be and about where they could be going and what the purpose might be. 
and we recommend that you, you take these down uh, in the safe, in, you know, in the interest of safety and security of American people and out of an abundance of caution. The president acted on that recommendation because he takes so seriously his responsibilities to protect this country, our secrets, our interests, and our people. Um, so the short answer to your question is absolutely not. Uh, you know, it, given uh, the situation we were in, the information available, the recommendation of our, our military commanders, uh, it was exactly the right thing to do at exactly the right time. Is there anybody out there who believes it's the right thing to do? So what is the new parameter? What are the guidelines now for shooting down anything that's in sight? If it's another one of Illinois' bottle cap balloon brigade $12 balloons, if it's in the area, you're just going to shoot it down? I mean, don't you think now they said they expanded the radar so they could see more? So don't you think that they should realize, well, maybe now this might bring in hundreds, thousands of balloons. What are we going to spend? 430, 400, yes, 39. I was trying to see if it was 39 or 20, 49, $439,000 a missile, 439,000 a missile is what those sidewinder missiles are. We're going to spend that on every time a kid's balloon or a balloon group loses one of its hot air balloons. I mean, this is crazy. So they won't even admit that maybe they overreacted. Maybe they made us look like fools. And tonight, there's word that China is saying we have America on its knees. And sadly, they really are kicking us left and right. And it is making America and, I think, uh, our allies, I mean, giving us grave concern. And needless to say, I think that China, Iran, and so many of these places are laughing right now and saying what a fool the American president is and the fact that the military said you should take it down. That's what, that's what according to the White House, but who knows, they uh, threw everything on Bagram on the military last time, and it turned out it was the president's decision. So who knows what the real story is? one 800 Let's go to Tony, line four. Tony, your thoughts about this. This is incredible. Hi, Rita. Yeah, it's kind of surreal. I mean, this administration from Afghanistan to, you know, where we are today has been horrifying and it has really been demolishing our country. But when I looked at, uh, heard the clip you played on Kamala Harris, it seems to me that the reality of where she is is hitting her because she seemed very wrote very almost hypnotized and just pre-recorded. But the situation with the balloons kind of reminds me of the term sixes and sevens, meaning everything is confusing and panicky and they're really not sure what they're doing. And it's becoming, I don't know if you feel this way and humor helps, but it's becoming like an Abbott and Costello movie. There's a movie on Abbott and Costello. Oh, yeah. Who's on first? Who's on second? (laughs) Yes. And there's one where they're supposed to go to Mars and they accidentally, the ship is supposed to go to Mars. They accidentally launch it, but it doesn't go to Mars. It goes to New Orleans and they have no idea where they are. So here we are. This administration is really coming, I believe, to a head. I think it's, it's becoming to a head. And I heard that. In, in in the vice president's voice. I think reality is setting in for all of them. This is all beyond their abilities. They're in over their head.
they're in over the balloon. How about that? Yeah, they are. Uh, they're full of a lot of hot air, uh, to use a good metaphor. But that's a great, <laughs> Tony, that's a great uh, analogy to the whole Abbott and Costello. It's like, uh, you know, I mean, they just look like it is. It looks like comedy hour. You know, it does. And it's and it's so sad because it is. Well, the world is watching. I mean, it's not just us laughing. It's it's people who wish to do us harm. Uh, that are laughing. And I would love for him to have handled it successfully and with flying colors and for America to look great to the rest of the world, because that's really important. And yet he looks he looks bumbly and fumbly. And we look stupid that this is like the best that the military can do. And it comes right after the whole deal with the Chinese spy balloon. So they already feel like they got one over by flying the balloon. They got all the information. They flew across the country. You know, and and then to go, oh, God, look, we we made it all the way there from China and we made it. uh, We got a nice little trip from Montana and across the country and even got to South Carolina, you know, and then the other three. Boy, are these guys dumb. I mean, you can just see the way the Chinese are just probably laughing. Uh, uh, Go to the bathroom in their pants. They're probably just like they are like they can't control themselves because we look so stupid. And that's what really really saddens me. Uh, Tony, thank you very much. Let's go to David, line five. David, your thoughts about this? Yes, good evening, Rita. Um, I am not going to laugh at the situation like you seem to be doing. You know, you're making fun of our military, for one. Actually, I'm not not making fun of them, but I do question. I'm questioning what did they see. You have to wonder, David, and Kenny made a great point. And I'm a huge supporter of the military, uh, so that's why I'm conditioning what I'm saying. Who told the president these look like items that should be shot down? Did they actually tell him that? We don't know because, you know, there's no record. We haven't seen anything. Um, and then the president decided to shoot it down. So you would hope that they gave him uh, some sort of assessment that these are uh, a huge threat to American security. And if that's the case, they got to reassess because you can't be shooting out everything that hits around the sky with a $439,000 Sidewinder missile, David. I mean, that's, you got to admit this was, this was a huge mistake. And whether it's the military that gave him bad advice or the president just ignored the advice and went with his gut anyway and wanted to look like he was shooting down something to overcompensate for the fact that he didn't do it with the Chinese balloon early. Uh, there's something that went really horribly wrong here, David. You got to admit. No, I don't. Listen, Rita. you don't. Wait, wait, wait. Why? Why don't you admit that? You think you think this was a stellar performance? I mean, you think this was like like a shining hour? No, no matter who it is, if it was a Republican, Democrat. This is an embarrassment, David. Come on. Listen, these balloons, if they were large enough to be taken out by a Sidewinder missile, were clearly a threat to civilian aircraft. They were in civilian airspace at altitudes that could have ended up colliding with a jet. We know that jets could be taken down by a goose, okay? You think a jet colliding with one of these balloons would end up in a good position? I have no problem. David, 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 I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, Listen, I agree that, that you want to make sure it's safe because it was in civilian airspace. Uh, but I promise you that now, based on this new standard, there's at least hundreds, if not thousands, of these type of balloons that are flying all over the country. So are we going to now start taking every single one out for $439,000, which we weren't doing for the longest time, for years upon? There's never been a time since NORAD was established 
you know, that's the, the you know, group that oversees. NORAD is the one who oversees the skies. And NORAD, this is the first time in their history that four items have ever been shot out of the sky like this. I mean, it's never happened. So clearly these items have always been sort of floating around. I agree. You want to make sure, boy, our civilian air, you know, aircraft are safe. On the other hand, you can't make it sound like this guy's Albert Einstein to take out uh, Bob's, uh, you know, brigade balloon. Give me a break. Well, all I'm going to say, and I'm going to finish with this, Rita, you know, I respect you as a person. And I I respect you too, David. I respect you too. All right. So I'll just say this. I think that I'll let the military's judgment rule over this because these are very highly trained people, and these missiles are expensive. But we use hundreds of these missiles every year in live fire exercises where they fire them at drones that also cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. So let's not act like this is some huge deal because we burn off a lot of these missiles every year. And by the way, I've been to live fire exercises, not the ones with missiles, but I have been to live fire And that's to prepare them for going to battle and war. And somehow, I don't think Illinois' bottle cap balloon brigade is uh, charging as the cavalry at this point. You know, I mean, you're putting it in completely different perspective, David. And under this standard, they'd be shooting every balloon. Every single parade in America would have to be worried. Every hot air balloon in America would have to be worried. That's the standard. I mean, somehow we've been able to get by with it like that for the longest time. And you can't imagine if that's the case, there'll be like missiles flying everywhere where no civilian aircraft would be able to fly. There'll be so many missiles flying everywhere based on this new standard. So I'm not going to give him an A when he deserves an F. 1-800-8489-222. We'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the Rita Cosby Show. how much I love to hear your calls, whether I agree with you or not. We always have the best callers in the world here on the Rita Cosby Show. And on Friday nights, we love to play our Rita's Ringer, some of our favorite calls of the week. Make sure that you keep those calls coming in and see if you make it to our Rita's Ringers, because we always have some good doozies. And here is one of our editions of Rita's Ringers for tonight. I miss your shows. I'm hurt. When I don't hear from you, I'm hurting too, Phil. Rita, always a pleasure, and every time I talk to you, I just feel good. If you were a betting girl, which you may be. Sin, I bet every day I put you on the show. This is Rita's Ringers. Thank you, Rita. Thank you for being fearless and feisty and red, white, and blue. Joe Biden needs to change his name to Joseph 
blowhard Pinocchio because, Rita, he, he inherently is a dishonest person. He lies when he doesn't even have to lie. He reminds me of a grammar school kid who tells white lies and everybody knows it and the consequences are nothing. The consequences to his lies could be world-ending. And as far as Dr. Quack declared him, is does that include falling up the steps and not knowing whether his wife, Jill, is his sister or his wife. Rita, I would bet the $37 in my wallet that Joe Blowhard Pinocchio could not pass a civil service exam. Thank you, Rita. You're just an angel. You've got a great program. Rita's Ringers. <laughs> And keep those calls coming, guys, and see if you make it to our Rita's Ringer, some of our favorite calls of the week. We are talking about Joe Biden and the fact that they shot down those three balloons. David thinks it's okay that we should be spending half a million bucks, basically, on missiles, shooting everything that's up in the sky. Can you imagine? It would look like uh, like World War III with all the missiles flying back and forth. There'd be no way that any commercial airliners would be able to fly if there were missiles soaring above everyone. And you could bet that based on the standard, there's a very good chance that they may have shot down this $12 balloon from a balloon enthusiast group was one of the three. And they still won't admit it. That's the funny thing. They're like, well, no, no regrets. Uh, we really feel like we were just being safe and being sure. They were just trying to make up for being so lackluster and pathetic on the Chinese balloon. But, boy, we look even more stupid that this turns out, as it seems, we don't know, but as it seems that it was just an independent kind of contractor with a missing balloon. And thank God there wasn't anybody doing a hot air balloon. I've done a few hot air balloon rides. Thank God, like, nobody was, like, over in the basket flying above and going, oh, my God, what are these F-16s doing near us? Oh, my goodness. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Jerry, line three. Jerry, your thoughts. You're here on the Rita Cosby Show. Well, I was listening to what everyone else said, and I came up with something different. I feel I feel this administration really was a failure from day one based on what they did by closing all the energy down and everything else. But besides that, all these people that working for him, I'm going to use something which I think you're going to love. I call it the triple D theory. You have a person that's dumb, and you have the, all the departments filled with D2 and three, D3, which are dumber and dumb, dumber and dumbest. And that's what you have running the country. And it's unfortunate a country of 330 million people that we elected such a fool, and basically he put in bigger fools than himself. Well, and Jerry, did you did you see that his uh, doctor said he is vigorous and he is healthy? He's ready to like uh, you know take Tom Brady's place. You know he's this guy is on top of his game, uh, which was quite a quite a quite a response from a doctor who's looking at somebody who we are clearly seeing. Uh, lacks, I think, serious judgment issues. And I also think, in addition to that, just physically, I mean, he just looks he looks so tired, so out of it. When he did that press briefing, he just was all over the place. And then, remember, he didn't want to answer questions. He thought the questions were too tough. And he's like, oh, okay, if you're going to be polite, uh, then, you know, we'll talk in my office, but we're not going to talk here. It's like, are you kidding me? Imagine, guys, 
if President Trump had done the same thing, if tonight it was President Trump who had spent 439000 on a missile taking out what may have been uh, the balloon brigade's private $12 balloon, the press would go crazy. And that's why the hypocrisy is just unbelievable. Let's go to Larry, line five. Larry, your thoughts about this? Yes, hi, Rita. You know, this is what I feel, really. I felt this from the start. There's a principle which says that if you make a mistake... Larry, come a little closer to your receiver. You're a little off. There's a a principle that says if you make a mistake, keep making it over and over again so it won't be noticed. Now, when when they shot down this Chinese balloon, I believe that they purposely shot it down over water so they would lose the payload because we have to have the technology to be able to bring down something in the desert very slowly. But they used the excuse that they were going to hurt people in Montana where there's only prairie dogs and prairie grasses because they didn't want to lose. They didn't want to keep that payload by using sophisticated technology to keep it. They waited till it went down over the ocean where it sunk to the bottom and uh, they lost the payload because they're afraid that that payload is going to show is is going to make China paranoid that we know what they tried to do. And China might think that we're going to attack them, and then they attack first. Ah, that's an interesting theory. Larry, very fascinating. Thank you so much. Let's go to Tommy. Line three. Tommy, your thoughts. What do you make of this? Hey, Rita. You know, I'm surprised. You know, being I was in the, I was in the, um, I was in the military, so I'm just surprised that we didn't go with an escalation of force, you know, get a close, you know, flyby, a closer flyby, try to hit them, you know, like pretend you're going to hit them. And then uh, maybe shoot a couple of uh, uh, rounds across their bow. They don't have to use them for thirty-nine thousand uh, dollars sidewinder missiles. They have Gatling gun on there. Yeah, that's a great rounds, point. I mean. That's a great point. Or, or how about a dart? <laughs> a dart. I'm being facetious, but you know it's interesting, Tommy, because you're right. They didn't have to spend this kind of money, but they were treating it like it was something that uh, who knows what it could have released. Who knows what kind of a threat? Um, which. Obviously, seems incredibly inflated in more ways than one. There's a pun for that one, but you're absolutely right. They didn't have to go through the 439. By the way, everybody, they missed one, too, as I mentioned. So this is really scary. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. How do you think Biden handled the balloon brigade? And also, Kamala Harris says she intends to join him in 2024. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And you are listening to the Rita Cosby Show on this Friday night. Well, some new polls are showing even Democrats are completely disenchanted with this president. They feel that he is not fit, that he is maybe too old to be president. 67% of registered voters in this new Harvard-Harris poll feel that Biden, who's 80, is showing that he's just too old to be president. Uh, but don't, uh, you know, if you look at the results from his doctor, it's a very different picture. His doctor yesterday put out the word that Joe is vigorous and vital, uh, basically almost equated him to, uh, you know, Bruce Jenner, you know, the Olympian. I mean, you would have thought this guy has got the beacon of health. Somehow they didn't do a mental status exam. Isn't that interesting? 
Somehow they missed doing a mental acuity test. I can't imagine why they didn't do that. But they say physically he is healthy and he is vigorous. Those are the two words that seem to keep getting picked up by everybody left and right. And yet you have to wonder what is going on with the way he handled these balloons. First off, again, it looks like it's a Bob's big air balloon, right? For one. And then also the way he's been handling China, too, even on the Chinese spy balloon. Even the one that we know was correct. It looks like the other three were obviously probably not correct. You know, we may never know again because the debris, it looks like they've called off the search. And Larry was bringing up that, yeah, a lot of it fell into the ocean. So we may never, ever see it and find out if it was Bob's Balloon Brigade or not. But on the Chinese one, apparently they've gotten a bit of it. Um, They shot it off the coast of, you know, South Carolina near Surfside Beach, near Myrtle Beach area. And yet, even after all this, where they say they know that it was a spy balloon, they're not really getting that tough. The whole White House is still so tepid when it comes to China. So what is it? Is it that Biden's compromised? Does China have something on him and his family, all the money that went to Hunter Biden? Because, boy, he is like walking on eggshells. You would think after a balloon came into our country that was traversing and going to all these top secret military bases and getting secret surveillance information and finding out about our defenses and listening in on conversations with military officials. All of this sounds so bad. The response would be, China, don't you dare do it again or else. You know, you would think that there'd be some tough talk. And no, our president sounds like a wimp when it comes to China. So what do they have on him? What do they have on his family? Is there something? Take a listen. This is Joe Biden. Remember when he broke his silence and he tried to sound like he was kind of being tough on China? Are you kidding me? Listen to this. Now, we'll also continue to engage with China as we have throughout the past two weeks. As I've said since the beginning of my administration, we seek competition, not conflict with China. We're not looking for a new Cold War. But I make no apologies. I make no apologies and we will compete. And we'll, be res- we'll responsibly manage that competition so that it doesn't veer into conflict. It's uh, I make no apologies, okay? I mean, it's painful to listen to. And yet, why is he so soft with China? It's really shocking. I mean, he's trying to act like a big tough guy, knocking out uh, those three balloons after he was so lame with the Chinese one. And again, as I mentioned, those three balloons, all four of those things, it's the first time in NORAD's history the North American Aerospace Defense Command's history. They've been around, by the way, uh, since 1957. And they're basically their thing is to monitor and defend the airspace above North America. So since 1957, since they've been keeping track, we haven't had to shoot things like this out of the sky. It's the first time it's ever happened. And yet he's claiming there was a Chinese spy balloon. He's sure that that's what it is. And that's the best he can do is say, oh, you know, We compete with you. We don't want conflict. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. China's the one who spied on us. Can you imagine if the shoe were on the other foot? And if a balloon, a U.S. balloon, went into China, they'd go crazy. They would have shot it out of the sky the first second. Anywhere near Chinese airspace. Forget it. They wouldn't have given it a second thought. And yet we were so lackluster, and that's the best he can do. It's just like, what is? what do they have on him? What is it? Well, clearly the message got down also to Kamala Harris, 
because she did an interview just a few hours ago and listened to how she describes the Chinese spy balloon incident. We will maintain the perspective that we have in terms of what should be the relationship between China and the United States. Uh, that is not going to change, but surely and certainly that balloon was not helpful, which is why we shot it down. The balloon was not helpful. That's the best you can do. Are you kidding me? We just had a country spy on us, go over our secret facilities, and they have undeniably said that's what it was. And the best thing you can say is it's not helpful. And then here is this. You got to hear this one. Kamala Harris also then talked about her boss, Joe Biden. And remember, I told you that the doctor said that he is vigorous and vital and, you know, Chicken, uh, like a spry chicken, ready to pounce, you know? I mean, are you kidding me? <laughs> Does he have a pulse? You know, it's it's amazing. But Kamala Harris wants us to think that Joe Biden is a real tough commander-in-chief. Take a listen. And in Joe Biden, we have a president who is probably one of the boldest and strongest American presidents we have had in his response to the needs of the American people. You've got to be kidding me. One of the boldest, strongest we have had in terms of responding to the American public. By the way, there's news tonight that Joe Biden may have a challenger, and it may come in this weekend. Um, You may recall during the debates that took place, the Democratic debates, remember there were like so many challengers. Um, This is, you know, years ago. And there was that group of them. And Marion Williamson was one of them. Marion Williamson is the woman who talked about, like, uh, you know, the stars. And she's like a self-help guru. And she talked about the planets, how they were aligning. And she gave these kind of weird, wacky answers that really sounded really kooky. But she was interesting in the fact that she was, you know, at least she seemed authentic. You know, she seemed to believe what she was saying, which was a lot more than some of the other Democratic candidates at that time. She didn't do very well in the Democratic primary, but it sounds like she is ready to launch again. And this is really interesting. She may do it as early as this weekend. Marion Williamson uh, looks like she is ready to announce it potentially in New Hampshire, which, of course, is a very, very key state in the primary uh, process. You've got the caucus in Iowa, then you got New Hampshire, and then you got South Carolina. Um, and so she is talking about launching potentially this weekend in New Hampshire. She said she would absolutely run as a Democrat, by the way. And she said, contrary to what Kamala Harris just said, she said the reason that she thinks she is going to give a primary challenge and she thinks others will come in, too, against Joe Biden, is she says that there is clearly a disconnect between the 80-year-old commander-in-chief and average Americans that he doesn't understand what they are living through. And he doesn't understand that regardless of whatever numbers or things he throws out there, people are struggling to survive. So that's really interesting. She feels like he is completely out of touch. He's clearly out of touch when it comes to China. And she also says he is clearly out of touch when it comes to pocket pocketbook issues as well. And needless to say, There's a lot of questions tonight as to the fate of Joe Biden, the fate of Kamala Harris. Neither one of them are doing well in the polls. 
I'm not surprised to hear, I, you know, Marion Williamson wasn't necessarily the name that I was thinking of. I was thinking maybe like a Gavin Newsom or some of the others may throw their names in the hat. Maybe a Hillary Clinton, even though Gavin Newsom says he won't, but they always say they won't and then they change their mind. But I think there'll probably be a lot of Democrats who may potentially give Joe Biden a primary. And if you listen to Kamala Harris, this is an interview she did just a little bit ago. You could tell she is conditioning whether Joe is going to run again, and she's conditioning whether she'll be attached to the ticket because uh, she just knows this ticket has been sinking fast. Take a listen. You obviously ran for president in 2020. You want to be president. Do you still want to be president someday? Joe Biden intends, has said he intends to run for re-election as president, and I intend to run with him as vice president of the United States. That sure sounds like someone who's not sure if Biden is up to the task or if she's even up to the task. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm on line five. Uh, Norm, this whole thing uh, with the balloons just sort of epitomizes just bad leadership. Um, and the thought of going through it with this guy again and Kamala Harris, uh, Marion Williamson's looking pretty good with her uh, out-of-this-world theories. But go ahead. My thoughts are, uh, Rita, have you seen a photograph like in today's post of the North American uh, Northern Illinois bottle cap balloon brigade? Yes, I have. Go ahead. Yes. I mean, these this is the (laughs) cutest bunch. These are the cutest. You have you have like kids wearing plaid and like senior citizens wearing like kind of what my grandfather used to wear, you know, like. Plaid shirts and jeans. Well, actually, my grandfather didn't always dress like that. No, but, but anyway, they're a cute group. They're a cute group. I yeah, agree. Like a fifteen-year-old girl, right, wearing a blazer. Rita, you have to get the exclusive. You, you, Rita Cosby, have to be the one to interview the Northern Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade. That would be, boy, that would maybe be my biggest exclusive ever. Forget the world leaders that I've interviewed. The Illinois Bottle Cap Balloon Brigade. Would be it. That would be the pinnacle of my career, you know. Um, and But you know what's interesting, Norm? I got to give them credit because they're coming out and, you know, no one seems to have said anything about the other two. Like, what were the other two? We don't know. Nobody else. But at least these people are coming out and saying, hey, listen, we had a balloon. It looked just like the way they described this object. And it was right in that area. And suddenly we lost track of it. So they actually have. I mean, there's a good chance it is one of these really cute people's balloon. Um, at least they're coming out and speaking, right? I give them credit at least for at least putting it out there because the other two, uh, whose are they? Are they like uh, Jimmy's who was at the parade, you know, at the uh, Alaska fishery parade and somehow's balloon got lost and he forgot about it? I mean, you know, at least they're taking credit for it, Norm. Right. Well, you know, Rita, I'm looking here. The FBI reached out to them, the NIBBB, as they're called. And and so I'm sure they scared the hell out of them because the FBI was saying, you know, oh, this is a very serious situation. And, you you know, you better you better not speak to anybody. You know, I mean, they probably scared them and thinking that they're like terrorists or something. You know, <laughs> right. You will be held liable, you know. Right. I mean, exactly. Can, can you imagine? Rita, you, you can. You can cut through that. You can get through to the NIBBB, and, and uh, you know, you're the one. You know, I, I originally I thought this would be like a big, ugly, uh, like surplus Korean War weather balloon, you know, 100 feet high kind of thing. And no way you could buy one of those for 12 bucks. 
Uh, this is like some kind of homemade thing that they made. I don't know how they put this thing together for 12 bucks. I mean, it, it did have, according to the NIBBB, it did have a small GPS transmitter and an antenna attached to it, and they were tracking it with a ham radio. Yes, so exactly. I saw it. that. I saw that. And uh, and that's why, like, you know, apparently they said, well, there was some little device. We weren't sure what it was. Um, and then they described it as gray cylindrical, which is it's called a Pico balloon. Um, apparently that's the name of it. It's a it's a Pico balloon. And that's exactly what it does. And it's, you know, self-propelled. And like you said, they've been monitoring and that's how they knew they lost track of it because apparently they're on the ham radio. And can you imagine like suddenly it would be like one big, whoa, what was that? That was a uh, Sidewinder missile, you know, that's like a scene out of like Die Hard or something like that, you know? Oh, my God. Norm, we're ready. I'm ready for the big exclusive with the kids in plaid. Thanks so much, Norm. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. A little Olivia Newton-John on a Friday night. Let's get physical. Uh, that's basically the message from the Sidewinder missile to Bob's big air balloon. They made physical contact, that's for sure. They eviscerated it. And now the kids in plaid are going, wait, 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 we had a little kid's balloon up there. Why'd you take it down? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Well, you know, all of this also dates back to judgment. It also dates back to the fact that he was so weak on China that he is trying to kind of overcompensate in another realm. And to me, none of this makes any sense. It's so disconnected, so disconnected. And there are a lot of questions tonight about his age, about his mental fitness, and about this decision. I hope that there are hearings to decide what did they say, what did the military see that they thought this balloon somehow was worth spending this kind of money to take it out, and does this bring up a bigger question about the president and this administration's judgment in general? The fact he has been so lackadaisical on our security, and it's obviously, it goes back, you think about the way he pulled out of Afghanistan. You think about what's going on in our southern border. Uh, It is a mess. It is a mess. And so the fact that he was soft on China and didn't take down this Chinese balloon actually isn't too surprising given his track record. And that is a sad testament to America and our security. Let's go to Robert on line seven. Robert, your thoughts about where this is going and why Biden is just so mamsy pamsy when it comes to China. Oh, I'd like to answer your question about compromise. So you think he is? You think he is and why? Yes. True story. In 1974, a then junior senator traveled to Hungary behind the Iron Curtain on his honeymoon with his new bride after his first wife 
was killed in a tragic car accident. Her distant cousin was arrested, unknowingly crossing the Hungarian border, arrested as a spy, and asked that he be freed. She traveled with the senator to Hungary. After getting there, he was offered a proposal. Which is what, Robert, real quick, because you've taken a bit of time. Go ahead. They would free him if he agreed to be a Tommy asset. Ah, so you believe he is. You, you, you believe there's no doubt in your mind. Who knows? I mean, the way he's acting is so loony kazoony. Uh, it seems like there's something on him or something with Hunter or something with, you know, or maybe he just doesn't have any spine. I mean, maybe he's just so bad, but it seems like when it comes to China, even when he's on the phone with Xi Jinping, he doesn't ask him about coronavirus. He doesn't ask him about fentanyl that's crossing our southern border. Let's go to Eric, line six. Eric, your thoughts about all this. What do you think? Well, it's like he's running interference for them. You know, they the military didn't have any say in it. They wanted those missiles used so they could they don't want they don't want anything retrieved. You know, they could have used the, the minigun as a. One of your last calls said, yep, Tommy I mean, was saying so that, yep. silly. you know, and uh, they're, they're trying to get Nord Stream off the news. And, and what, are, what are they not trying to get off? The news, you know, so, I mean, it's really it's really scary. It, it is. is. I mean, it is. I agree, Eric. It is. <laughs> it is so scary, isn't it? It's crazy. It, it's like and just like you said, he's running interference. That's a good way to describe it, because it's like he's making apologies for them, which is just bizarre. Uh, let's go to Mike on the Lower East Side. Line two. Mike, your thoughts. I know, Rita. Yeah, I, I like to fight one fight at a time. Take one fight at a time. Uh, the balloons we got to worry about right now are the helium balloons that we're exterminating all our whales and our dolphins. Okay, let's let's take care of our own problem. I think the bureaucrats should stop the helium and these helium balloons. They've been having this problem for 26 years that I know of. All right, the, the balloons are plugging up the blowholes in the hole uh, in the uh, whales and the dolphins. And when there's two, three, or four balloons, the, the whales can't push out the water. When they die, they open their mouths, and the, the balloons flow out, and they don't know why they died. By the and way, by the way, the- you know, Mike, you bring up a good point because uh, we got to be protecting. The other thing I was thinking about, too, sadly, with the whales that's been happening in, like, New York and New Jersey are these uh, windmill developments. Remember all the, like, wind tunnel, wind designs that they're doing, the, all the green energy stuff? Uh, and it's actually suddenly we're seeing all these whales from the drilling and the testing and all that stuff. That has just been heartbreaking. And you're right. we got to look into that. Great point. Uh, let's go to BJ real quick. BJ, line eight, your thoughts. China is on the move and we are on the standstill. We're looking at two different styles of leadership, one of aggression and another of passivity. We still don't have the $10 trillion that China cost the world in reparations because Biden won't ask for it. We still have fentanyl being pumped into the country because we're dealing and trying to negotiate with our head in the, the, the mouth of a tiger. Yep, and you're right. He is not doing anything. And I think Eric's idea that maybe he's making excuses and why. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes.
And in tonight's Support Our Hero segment, where we honor our great military and their families, a beautiful story coming from Forestport, New York, where veteran Terrence Terry Larkin will soon be 102 years young, and he was honored this week with the New York State Senate Liberty Medal. They chose him as a recipient for his recognition to appreciate his service during World War II, and they presented it at a dinner this week. The Liberty Medal is one of the highest honors for civilians and is reserved for people who have earned commendation for exceptional, heroic, or humanitarian acts on behalf of fellow New Yorkers. Now, Larkin joined the U.S. Army in December of 1942. He served with the Engineer Battalion in the Pacific Theater back during World War II. And then also, by the way, from December 1943 to September 1944, he and other aviation engineers not only participated in 10 major landings, but they also facilitated and enhanced tactical and strategic air power for the air forces and supported ground combat units in driving the Japanese out of their respected areas. And how beautiful to see as he's about to turn 102 years old, this great World War II veteran and great individual who's done a lot for veterans after his service also has now been honored with the New York State Senate Liberty Medal. And we love doing support our heroes every night here on the Rita Cosby Show as we love honoring our great military and their families. Well, we are talking, of course, about Joe Biden and questions of his leadership Questions of his competency. There's a lot of questions of late. And if you look at some of the new polls, even Democrats are very concerned about him running again. They see him stumbling and fumbling and misspeaking. And today, Kamala Harris, just a few hours ago, was asked about Joe Biden. Is he too old to run again? Is he not fit to be president because of his age and other things? And listen to uh, basically the word salad she gave in that response. But when you present the, the, the suggestion that anyone is saying um, that that it is time for a new generation and they're running against the person who is president um, and it, when presented as though it's an attack, I would like to let, let us all be clear that the attack is misplaced. If the point of it is that we need leadership that is strong because we have a strong leader in Joe Biden. We have a strong leader in Joe Biden. Is anybody thinking that? And do you think that when you see him, does he just like emit leadership? Well, the issue of competency and the issue of age came up uh, a lot this week. And Nikki Haley, when she did her campaign announcement saying that she's running against President Trump, said that she thinks there should be a mental competency test for anybody who is over the age of 75 in politics. Clearly a jab, uh, possibly to Trump, who's 76, but definitely to Biden, who's 80. And boy, does he need a test. He didn't even get one yesterday when they were doing the physical fitness and mental fitness test. Somehow they passed over the mental area. But here is Nikki Haley talking about why she thinks... That is important for all politicians. 
he made that comment. I wasn't sitting there saying sexist middle anchors need to have mental competency tests, although he may have just proven that point. What I was saying is we need to be transparent. Those elected officials, key decisions for us Americans on national security and keeping our kids safe and the debt. Yes, we need to know exactly that we're sending people that are mentally competent to do that. And she is referring also to what happened with Don Lemon. And this is the wildest story. We talked about it a little bit last night because the story was breaking. But now let's go back first to what Don Lemon said. He's, of course, the CNN host on the morning show there, which isn't doing very well in its ratings. And boy, the two female hosts couldn't believe Don Lemon actually making this statement. This came After Nikki Haley said she's running for president. Now, remember, Nikki Haley is 51 years old. Don Lemon is 56 years old. So take a listen what the audacious and outrageous Don Lemon had to say. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and Maybe 40s. What do you that's talk, not acor- wait. I, That's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. If you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s, and 40s. I don't necessarily. 40s. Oh, I got another. I'm not decade. saying I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that. Well, you know, politicians aren't in their I think prime. You need, need to qualify. To are you talking about prime for like childbearing, or are you talking about prime for being saying president? What the facts are? Google it. Everybody at home. When is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime and they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime, according to Google Google or whatever it is. I can't believe Don Lemon said that. It was the most outrageous comment. And CNN has now basically put him on, quote, paid leave. They told him to take the day off. His two female co-hosts apparently didn't want to be anywhere near him. They can't stand him, I think, to begin with. And then when he made this comment, and it's like coming on a series of other comments. So the New York Post headline today, guys, was Lemon Squeezed. It's a shot of him with the two women next to him. And apparently there are so many people at CNN who have been complaining about Don Lemon and couldn't believe that he made these comments. And now there is a chorus of people who say that Don Lemon should be fired. I'm not a big believer in, like, people being fired or anything like that, but I do think publicly reprimanded, publicly scolded. Clearly, this guy just has no comprehension of, you know, society and of women. And then he puts out a statement apologizing, saying, you know, I'm so sorry I I made this comment, you know, uh, uh, and he didn't even use her name. He didn't even say, sorry, Nikki Haley. It just was, you know, I appreciate women. Right. After he made that comment, that a woman who, if if she's not in her 20s, 30s, maybe 40s, if she's anywhere near 40, over that, she is an old bag. So what do you make of Don Lemon saying that? And that comes on the heels of him making a whole bunch of other outrageous statements. Uh, this is what Capri Cafaro, she is the former minority leader of Ohio. This is what she had to say when she was asked about it today. What was Don Lemon thinking to Google when is a woman in her in her, in her prime? I mean, it doesn't seem like it's even a Googleable Googleable question. That's ridiculous, and I think that any 
sensible individual, man or woman for that matter, hears what Don Lemon is saying uh, and and scratches their head because it is sexist, whether or not you're referring to it at, in the context of, um, you know, whether it is uh, reproductive prime in your 20s, 30s and 40s, your intellectual prime, it's, it is just soaked with sexism. It totally is. It is outrageous that he would make a comment like that. And I'm glad that CNN put him on leave. So I want to hear your thoughts about this. And also, is Biden too old? You know, it's interesting. Many people are coming out today are saying the reason that Don Lemon felt that Nikki Haley is fair game. He's never talked about Joe Biden's age being like out of it. But Nikki Haley, who really is a sharp gal, I've met Nikki Haley. She's very sharp, very smart. Whether she'll be president or not is a whole other story. I think she's more uh, running to be VP eventually, but who knows where it goes. Of course, Trump is leading the pack in the GOP field, but she's a smart, sharp woman. And a lot of people today were saying that Don Lemon took a swipe at her because she is conservative and he never would have done it. He doesn't do it about Biden. He didn't do it about Kamala Harris. He doesn't do it about others. But because it's a conservative woman, it's like, how dare she? Take a listen to what Michelle Tafoya, who's a conservative commentator, what she had to say about this. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just saying what Google told me to say. I'm just saying what I read in Google, a way to hammer Nikki Haley because my politics don't align with hers. And and by the way, Nikki Haley said politicians in their prime. She did not specify male or female. He went down that road. He went down that road. She said politicians, and she called for a cognitive test after the age of 75. Yeah, she called for a cognitive test. So is this about conservative being the targets of liberal media. And was Don Lemon just outrageously out of line? I think he was despicable. He's made a whole bunch of other comments. Shame on him. I mean, you can tell he's sitting there and he doesn't like the two girls even like sitting there. He wants the whole show to be himself. Uh, But he's probably going to have his own show by himself at his home because CNN just sounds fed up with him. And there's so many stories tonight that CNN is considering firing him. They're just fed up with him for a whole bunch of reasons. And separately than that, if you look at the poll numbers and the ratings in particular on that show, the ratings are not doing great. So he's not bringing home the bacon. And now he has angered, I think, every American woman. Uh, so that doesn't help either. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Uh, let's go to Rick on line five. Uh, Rick, what do you make of this, this criticism of Nikki Haley, but yet Democrats are like, Joe Biden, boy, he is sharp as a tack. He's Albert Einstein. Go ahead, Rick. He's vigorous like many forms of cancer. <laughs> ouch, ouch. <laughs> but yeah, vi- like by the way, but as vigorous, vigorous is definitely not, you know, a word I would use. You know, it's funny. Earlier tonight, Rick, um, I had the honor. I was uh, guest hosting with John Katzmatidis on Cats at Night. And um, he had on Kellyanne Conway. And I asked Kellyanne, you know, what do you think of the word vigorous? She just started laughing. She's like, vigorous is definitely not a word I would ever use to describe Joe Biden. You know, it's like of all words, like clearly, like who is paying this doctor, you know, to write that kind of hogwash. Go ahead, Rick. Yeah, that's pretty hysterical. 
Um, you know, I haven't had the chance yet to say welcome back. Uh, it seemed like you were gone for an eternity. Oh, you're so sweet. I was just off for a few days, but thank you very, very much. And it was nice to have a few days off recently. You're, Rick, you're so sweet. Thank you very, very much. And I hope you have a great weekend, Rick. Thanks a lot. Let's go to Stan on line four. Stan, your thoughts about all this? Uh, I want to say something to David, who the blind gentleman who calls up. Yeah, David from the Bronx, by the way, who calls yeah, up, who's uh, a great guy. Yeah, he is a wonderful guy. David, if you're listening, let me tell you something. You're blind, yeah, but let me tell you something, okay? You may not have sight, but you've got pretty good vision. And it's 2020 in your mind. You're pretty smart. Oh, he is. I, well, he, by, the way, by the way, Stan, and I will, um, I, I always appreciate when David calls. I appreciate when you call, too, but um, but he, I agree with you. And how nice of you to compliment him uh, because he really is a sharp guy and he's a great loyal listener and we appreciate that. So go ahead, Stan. He, his vision is 2020. He's as far as I'm concerned. But I, I sadly, with all due respect, I wanted to go quickly off topic and talk about Fox News and the lies we have just found out from Hannity, Ingram, and Tucker Carlson. In the Dominion case, they just had it today that they basically knew that the election was honest and basically lied to the viewers because it was about money and nothing more. We found this out, even Rupert Murdoch. It's in the Dominion case. They brought out the information. I yeah, couldn't and by believe the way, it. By the way, I see it all over, uh, like MSNBC and CNN. And uh, just to let, yeah, they're, they're saying that there were two sort of different versions or they're interpreting texts they did and other comments. Uh, what's your point? Real quick, Stan. The point quickly is you got a great news director, Noam Layton. Noam, if you're listening, don't use Fox anything for anything. They're, they can't be trusted. They've ruined their reputation if they ever had one. Don't use it, Noam. It ain't worth it anymore. Uh, Stan, uh, so what? You're going to be the co-news director. Thanks so much, Stan, for the uh, the news analysis there. We appreciate it, Stan. Let's go to Anthony in Pennsylvania. Uh, your thoughts, Anthony? Well, that's a little late, but uh, don't you think it's a little cost-ineffective to use a high-priced missile to shoot a $12 balloon out of the sky? Oh, yeah, I sure do. I mean, to me, it it makes me question, first off, why the military, if it's true that they said this is worthy of shooting down or needs to be shot down, and Biden saying take the shot. I mean, I mean, what kind of person says we're going to shoot down a balloon with, just as you said, a $439,000 missile? Uh, boy, does it question his judgment uh, and also anybody who was a part of that decision. I agree with you. Let's go to Tony on line one. Tony, your thoughts. Well, hello. It's so nice to speak with you again. You too, Tony. You too. And I believe that when they say Biden is vigorous and a great communicator and a strong leader, they're doing what Democrats always do. They lie and lie and lie. And as far as the testing for somebody 75 and over, it's rather pointless because the Democrats that voted for Biden, they knew that he was suffering from some type of dementia before they voted for him. It wasn't a secret. There was all kinds of videos showing him stumbling with his words and forgetting what he was going to say. So what's testing going to do? Yeah, but 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 it would show, you know what it would show? I mean, it would verify, first off, uh, what many of us clearly see and believe. 
And also it would also show if there's degradation, too, because, listen, at 80 years old and he is a uh, uh, an old 80, I've seen people, you know, we were talking about uh, Al D'Amato, who's in his 80s. He was in studio uh, earlier this week. He is sharp as a tack. That guy was sharp as a tack. Um, you know, other people who are up there on age that we know. Uh, we've got Cindy Adams. I mean, she's even talked about her age on the air. She is sharp as a tack. I mean, she is so smart and so quippy. There are so many people uh, that are just, you know, feisty in spirit. And sometimes, you know, age is just a number. But on Biden, I think you need to add another zero. He acts more like 800 than 80. And the thought of six more years is like, oh, my God. I, and does he have the strength to even run again to do a really vigorous campaign? It's going to be a knockout drag out wherever it goes. It's tough to run for president and they keeping up in the campaigns. I followed presidents. I mean, it's a lot of work going on the campaigns and the crazy hours, uh, unless he's doing it from the basement again. I mean, he might do the old basement strategy. Who knows? But I can't imagine him today. He's tired after he had a press conference yesterday. I mean, he can't even handle like a, a basic schedule, let alone a rigorous one. And they call him the beacon of vigor. I mean, you got to be kidding. 1-800-848-9222. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, as you can hear, we take calls from everybody. You will not be canceled on the Rita Cosby Show. I love hearing from everybody, all points of view, even if you're nuts like Stan and some of the others. But we still listen to you. But we love all of you who call in. And as you know, on Friday nights, we play some of the best calls of the week. Here is another edition of our Rita's Ringers. Your shows, I'm hurt. When I don't hear from you, I'm hurting too, Phil. Rita, always a pleasure, and every time I talk to you, I just feel good. If you were a betting girl, which you may be. See, and I bet every day I put you on the show. This is Rita's Ringers. Let me go to Stan. I gotta wish Stan a happy Valentine's Day. There's always so much love. You do something to me that nobody else can do. You give me gas and you give me heartburn with all this political right. <laughs> <laughs> no chocolate, Stan. No what are the chocolate. flowers and chocolate? A song, a song. Oh, but Stan, by the way, you're pretty good, Stan. That was actually quite good. We have our moments, and then we don't. And yeah. when I get on this program, I don't have my moments. But that's another story. <laughs> but uh, I always take serious, you, Stan. Go take my hand, I'm a stranger in paradise. All lost in a wonderland. A stranger in paradise. If I stand starry-eyed... Wait, Aldo, Aldo, you got an accent paradise. there. Aldo, you got an accent with it, too. Where's the accent from? <laughs> Anyway, you got you got a makeshift but, accent there too. <laughs> well, the bottom line is, I'm gonna but hit I like the song. Bombshells. I like the song. Go about ahead. Before you talked about the homeless and the psychos, what happened to the 100, 1 billion, 250 million that Shalane the Crane uh, was given by her corrupt husband, De Blasio, whose real name was Warren Willen and isn't deserve an Italian name, and then also. Whoopi Goldberg has a history of seducing middle-aged white men away from their wives and then dumping them. You should be on The View. You should shake things up because The View is not the women, ladies, the women of The View. It's the witches of PU. Also, Ron DeSantis does a great deal for the veterans. No veteran goes hungry or homeless or thirsty in Florida. 
Trump did a lot for the veterans. But it's going to be, remember, they might have to compromise because Trump is going to be the same age that Biden was when he ran. Rita's Ringers. And there's some pretty good singing on that. Did you hear that? I mean, uh, I hope none of them actually leave their day jobs because uh, there's some off the note singing too, but it was really fun to hear from all of them. Let's go to the calls. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike. Your thoughts about, uh, we were talking about Biden's mental condition and also Don Lemon's crazy comments. Go ahead. You know, truth is stranger than fiction, Rita. You know, you can't make this stuff up. And isn't that nice that Stan gets on, uh, he should do his own show on the internet. He can wax his own, uh, polish his own apple, you know, on the internet. Yeah, you know? I know. He like, he does some like tangential. I said, okay, let me let him, he, you know, he's, he's one of those balloons. He's full of hot air. I'm like, all right, just let it go. Right. Let it drift away like a little balloon. Not but but not get shot down by a missile. Go ahead. Yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, what kind of pharmaceuticals are uh, Biden and the vice president on? You know, you believe this. And she goes, uh, oh, God, you know, the borders are fine. She's smiling. They should have some of these buses. They move migrants, you know, in the cover of darkness on planes and buses. Drop a few buses off at her residence in D.C. And she can serve up hot chocolate. And, and, you know, fresh cookies and stuff like that. I mean, it's getting to the point where uh, you know, he's still an embarrassment. So is she to the donkeys slash Democrats in the country. I've never seen it in my 68 years. And you know what, Rita? Keep doing what you're doing. That's why I tune you in. Thanks for the call. Thank you, Mike. You are terrific from South Carolina. Let's go to Neil. Line okay. five. Neil, your thoughts about all this, my friend. Go ahead. Uh, hi, Rita. How are you? Good. What do you think? Uh, so this is the first time I'm calling in. I'm leaving a beautiful wedding up in Jersey, and I uh, always put on my 770. So let me first start by saying I'm a retired police lieutenant, and I'm an attorney. Awesome. And I'm certainly, and I'm certainly no fan of Don Lemons. But this is the big however, because I try to ma- maintain consistency in my opinions. Yep, go ahead real uh, quick, Don Neil. Lemons, I have I have absolutely no problem with what Don Lemons says. What do you mean? Uh, what do you mean? You the women are like old hags? No, no, Rita, Rita, listen, I'm a little surprised at you. First of all, since when, and, and we should be consistent, because since when do we want to cancel people for simply stating Well, that's opinion? why, and by the way, Neil, and we just have a few seconds left, I agree with you. I don't like the firing, but I don't like the comment. I think there should be some scolding, but no firing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.